sidewalk Carjacking old lady at a red light Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Scope on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Well, try that in a small town What's going on, Patriots, and good morning. Welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I am your host, Patriot. So, I think at this point you probably have to be all the way up underneath of a rock. If you haven't seen the whistleblower testimony about the UFOs, um, what an amazing uh, just line of questioning. Um Here's one and only one instance. I, I've only one instance. Um, I, I didn't exactly hate the line of questioning from Raskin this time around. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't exactly hate the 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 line of questioning from AOC this time around. Um, I, I got to see the one time, the one time I assume. Uh, that a whistleblower comes in to testify and it wasn't some partial uh, witch hunt. It had nothing to do with Republicans and Democrats or any of that. Just the question of are we alone in the universe? Are, do aliens exist? What do we know about them? And not only what do we know about them, but also... Who's been keeping the information from us? Has there been a disinformation campaign set up and ran by our government to keep the people in the dark? Are these things hostile? Have people been hurt? Are we in contact with them? Have we been communicating with them? What technologies have we gotten from them? Right. Are defense contractors holding on to alien aircraft and 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 reimagining the technology and if so what do we have currently and right now that uh, that may be in our kitchens or living rooms that originated with alien technology you know uh, one of the most uh, impressive questions that I heard them ask today was are there people uh, are there people right now that know the details of all these things in government that just been keeping them from us? Who do we need to ask the questions to that has the answers that you won't give us? And I thought, when I heard that, I thought, okay, they put a little thought into this. So um, it, it, it really opened my eyes, and I'm sure opened a lot of your eyes, too, as to... Um, how the United States government truly operates and what's going on behind the scenes and how long how long has this been going on when, when do we have our first encounter well all of these things are discussed in the whistleblower testimony uh, it, it's one of those topics where I, I think their main objective was let's get rid of the stigma of people who claim to have seen UFOs, right? And and, and allow there to be a system created for um, these people who have encountered UFOs to report them safely without fear of reprisal from government entities or anyone else for that matter. So uh, I'd like to... uh, Delve into that, discuss it openly, tell you my thoughts on the whole subject um, and where I land. I mean, you guys know me from day one. Um, I'm, I'm a Christian. I personally do not believe um, they are aliens from another planet. That's my personal belief. I'm not saying that these things haven't happened. I'm not saying UFOs are not real. I live in Las Vegas. I I know UFOs are real. <laughs> um, but what are they? 
you know, that's the real question. It's not whether or not they exist. You know, the real question is what are they? And where are they really from? And who are these entities or beings that pilot them? Well, for my personal taste, I do not believe there to be aliens the way that they're depicted in the movie settings and the news and uh, certain conspiratorial circles. Um, I believe them to be fallen angels. Uh, I cite the book of Daniel where Daniel had been fasting and waiting 21 days for the Lord to answer a prayer. And uh, when the archangel came down and gave the message from God to Daniel, he also told Daniel that he had to battle in heavens, right, in space, right, with uh, what he called the Prince of Persia, who was in charge of that area. So, you know, it, it, it paints a very clear picture of exactly what we were, you know, what we're describing right now. Also, in Ezekiel, Ezekiel has... Uh, an encounter with seem, what seems to be a UFO where it was a wheel inside of a wheel inside of a wheel. It landed in front of him. There are many things in the Bible when looked at very closely that can absolutely be attributed to UFOs. That's my personal belief. I don't think it affects my salvation either way. Christ is my Savior in the day, but... Uh, just for the edification of people who like to know and discuss esoteric topics and uh, just these far out range of things that, um, you know, we, we get to talk about typically in personal settings with our buddies over holidays or whatever, right? It, these are the fun things, typically UFOs, ghosts, demons, uh, witchcraft, uh, magic, all, all these types of subject matter. And what they're finally trying to do is make people say, hey, don't lump the UFO phenomena, or now what they term UAP uh, phenomenon, in with the rest of those things because we're, we're, this, we're lending credibility to this. The U.S. government has, the Pentagon has, now these whistleblowers have, and now Congress has. So it's something you need to take very, 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 very seriously. Now, let's be introduced to the whistleblowers, and uh, we're going to discuss along the way the questions that they were asked, what in depth, what their responses actually meant as they gave them, because there were a few things that I listened to as they gave their responses that I'm sure weren't in the headlines, and people just kind of glanced over them. So we're going we're gonna to talk about those, but I want you to hear who these whistleblowers are so we understand who's talking to us, and we understand what their credentials are as well, uh, because these, are, these guys are very educated. They're not tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorists. The things that they're saying to you are very real and very true. So listen, and we'll talk after. First witness is Lieutenant Ryan Graves. He's the executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace. Lieutenant Graves is also a former U.S. Navy F-18 pilot with his own UAP experience. The next witness, David Grush, is a former senior intelligence officer with the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and was a senior technical advisor for UAP issues. And final, finally, retired Navy Commander, da Commander David Fravor, Squadron leader who worked as a naval aviator for 18 years, Mr. Fravor has his own UAP experience known as the TikTok event. I look forward to hearing from all three of you today. Um, pursuant to Committee Rule 9G, the witnesses will please stand and raise their right hands. Do you solemnly swear or affirm that the testimony you are about to give is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. Let the record show that all the witnesses answered in the affirmative. You may be seated. We appreciate you all being here today and look forward to your testimony. I'll remind the witnesses that we have read your written statements and they will appear in full in the hearing record. Please try to limit your oral statements to Okay, so I just wanted you to see who these guys were, hear how long they've been in their perspective fields, 
and the fact that they took that oath before Congress, which means any lie that they give from this point forward is criminal. It's, it's criminal. And these guys have long-standing careers and reputations to go along with it. That would be extremely damaged. If anything that they stated was not true. Um, and the fact that it, well, a lot of, in a lot of cases, uh, your, your reputation is going to take a hit either way. So you got to understand how much, the, how much passion is behind this for them as well, that they're willing to risk it all because they want you to know the truth. And we, I mean, my, my father, <laughs> my father was one who continually, I mean, from the, from a kid, all the, the a native man, real, uh, big into native culture that sort of thing and all the you know he used to say they're real son they're real and i'm like yeah dad yeah um he's not with us anymore um so if you're able to hear me dad you may have been right <laughs> so with that said um i want you to understand what the credentials of these people are as they talk about these things that are simply mind-blowing on a level to which i never thought i would ever 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 hear anyone go testify in front of Congress, be taken seriously, saying the type of things that they're saying, and it gets really, uh, well, it, it, there's no words to really describe some of the things that they're going to say because the implications of some of these things, like being in possession of biological entities or having been communicated with them since the 30s, these things, when you really think about them, are, I mean, the implications are, there is no words for So... This is going to lend credibility to a lot of people that have been telling us these things for many, many years. Many, many years. And they were all dismissed as crazy. Um, and turns out that not so crazy. Asking Congress to hold our government so, to the standard and thoroughly investigate. Let me see, these I apologize there. Now, what, what I'm going to do is I am going to play for them, uh, play for you right now, them kind of giving you a background on who, who they are. Uh, this is Mr. Goosh, I believe, if I'm saying that right. Listen to what he says, and because I want this picture to be very clear for you. That that whistleblower testimony went on for uh, altogether, I think it was upwards of like four, almost five hours. So I took the best portions out of all this, and I watched it. So you didn't have to watch the entire thing, but I did. Listen to what he says. Uh, I think you'll get a, a, a better understanding that these people are to be taken very seriously. They know what they're talking about. They're very educated, and they had the clearance. So listen. Government to the standard and thoroughly investigate these claims. But as I stand here under oath now, I am speaking to the facts as I've been told them. In the U.S. Air Force, in my National Reconnaissance Office, NRO, reservist capacity, I was a member of the UAP Task Force from 2019 to 2021. I served at the NRO Operations Center on the director's briefing staff, which included the coordination of the presidential daily brief and supporting variety of contingency operations, which I was the Reserve Intelligence Division Chief uh, backup. In 2019, the UAP Task Force Director asked me to identify all special access programs and controlled access programs, also known as SAPs and CAPs, uh, we needed to satisfy our congressionally mandated mission, and we were direct report at the time to the DEPSECDEF. At the time, due to my extensive executive level intelligence support duties, I was cleared to uh, literally all uh, relevant departments and in a position of extreme trust, both in my military and civilian capacities. Uh, I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade uh, UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program, uh, to which I was denied access to those additional read-ons when I uh, requested it. I made the decision, based on the data I collected, to report this information to my superior, superiors and multiple inspectors general, and in effect becoming a whistleblower. As you know, I've suffered Retaliation for my decision, uh, but I am hopeful that my actions will ultimately lead uh, to a positive outcome of uh, increased transparency. Uh, thank you, and I'm happy to answer your questions. So I hope you understand how you know, much entrenched into 
what was happening behind the scenes, how privy this man uh, really was to the things that he's willing to sit in front of Congress and testify to. Um, he, he was very privy to those. You, you heard the accolades. You heard all the titles. You heard all the departments. It gets even worse than this. These people are going to sit here and be cross-examined here in a second. We're going to let you hear some of the questions that were asked to them. And, uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, some of the more just amazing answers that these guys gave during those questions. Listen to who actually sees uh, these things. You know, you, you would think that you're talking about people in a trailer park, <laughs> just people just high as a kite somewhere. No, listen, listen. This is our commercial pilots at majority major airlines. Often, they are veterans with decades of flying experience. Pilots are reporting UAP at altitudes that appear above them at 40,000 feet, potentially in low Earth orbit or in the gray zone below the Kármán line, making inexplainable maneuvers like right-hand turns and retrograde orbits or J-hooks. Sometimes, these reports are reoccurring, with numerous recent sightings north of Hawaii and in the North Atlantic. Other veterans are also coming forward to us regarding UAP encounters in our airspace and oceans. The most compelling involve observations of UAP by multiple witnesses and sensor systems. I believe these accounts are only scratching the surface, and more will share their experiences once it is safe to do so. So is there it is, right? At majority it's airline pilots, commercial airline pilots. People are captain in, in their industries, right? These guys are top in their field. They have reputations that could be destroyed, jobs that could be lost. you got to really have seen something or experienced something to want to put uh to to risk it all right to risk it all uh, mr graves who's one of the guys who's testifying um tells you a little bit about himself where he comes from his background and it's very interesting Grothman, ranking member garcia distinguished members of the house oversight subcommittee on national security representative burchett and luna my name is Ryan Fobbs Graves, and I'm a former F-18 pilot with a decade of service in the U.S. Navy, including two deployments in Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Inherent Resolve. I have experienced advanced UAP firsthand, and I'm here to voice the concerns of more than 30 commercial aircrew and military veterans who have confided their similar encounters with me. Today, I would like to highlight three critical issues that demand our action. As we convene here, UAP are in our airspace, but they are grossly underreported. These sightings are not rare or isolated, they are routine. Military aircrew and commercial pilots, trained observers whose lives depend on accurate identification, are frequently witnessing these phenomena. The stigma attached to UAP is real and powerful and challenges security. It silences commercial pilots who fear professional repercussions, discourages witnesses, and is only compounded by recent government claims questioning the credibility of eyewitness testimony. Parts of our government are aware of more about UAP than they let on but excessive classification practices keep crucial information hidden. Since 2021, all UAP videos are classified as secret or above. This level of secrecy not only impedes our understanding, but fuels speculation and mistrust. In 2014, I was an F-18 Foxtrot pilot in the Navy Fighter Attack Squadron 11, the Red Rippers, and I was stationed at NAS Oceana in Virginia Beach. After upgrades were made to our jet's radar systems, we began detecting unknown objects operating in our airspace. At first, we assumed they were radar errors, but soon we began to correlate the radar tracks with multiple onboard sensors, including infrared systems, eventually through visual ID. Mm. During a training mission in Warning Area Whiskey 72, 10 miles off the coast of Virginia Beach, two F-18 Super Hornets were split by a UAP. The object, described as a dark gray or a black cube inside of a clear sphere, came within 50 feet of the lead aircraft and was estimated. So they said this time and time again that the, the description that he gives, and it's pretty consistent, uh, is that these UAPs, UFOs, are a gray or black box encapsulated in a transparent sphere with all four corners of that box touching the sphere at their perspective points. So this is the this, this is the description that they see over and over again, um, and it, it, I remember in World War II they had uh, descriptions of these things that they dubbed or termed Foo Fighters, 
which later became a rock band. Not the same. Uh, but that's where they got their name from. That's where they pulled their name from. Um, and those were orbs as well. Circular, uh, incandescent, and, 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 and some glowed very brightly. Uh, so the, the descriptions from way back then till now seem to be pretty consistent. Um, all the way across the board. So uh, this is why this is why this was so important. This level of disclosure is so important. But there are other questions on people's minds. Like, why is the government now, uh, right now, wanting to disclose the fact uh, that UFOs are uh, in our airspace and that are they're hostile and all these things? There are some who believe. Um, and I can't discount it just because I'm, I'm a thinker. I'm that type of person. And I, I see the signs of or potential for reasons why uh, the theory might have some credibility. It's um, they think a precursor to something that the government is actually going to be behind where they are going to give all credit due to E.T. for. So. Some people think there's going to be some type of, a, of an event. Uh, UFOs are going to be at the head of that said event. Um, bad things are going to happen, and then the government is going to have a scapegoat. Um, I don't think there's any one thing going on, because like I said, I believe the UFOs are real. Um, I believe the entities and all that kind of thing are fallen angels, right? Um I don't believe in aliens from other planets, that sort of thing. But, you know, it, it's just a matter of perspective or point of view. The stories all line up. We all think the same thing. We have different terms for those things. But it doesn't take from the credibility of the people that are coming forward and informing us the way Mr. Graves is right now. Because everything he's saying is valid. Everything he's saying, he essentially has a receipt for in a way to back up the, the claims that he's making. And uh, put it all on the line to do it as well. So you've got to have a tremendous amount of respect. Made it to be 5 to 15 feet in diameter. The mission commander terminated the flight immediately and returned base. Our squadron submitted a safety report. But there was so he was saying they're 5 to 15 feet in diameter? Um, and some people think that they come from motherships. They're little scouts, look like their version of a drone, right? So if you really look at it that way, um, it makes a lot of sense. It makes quite a bit of sense because in later, uh, later on in, in this session while they're, where they're testifying, you'll actually hear them say that there were witnesses who saw something as large as an entire football field and the phoenix lights was also uh witnessed by the mayor governor by everybody in phoenix i mean there were thousands of witnesses and all of those people said that it was massive i mean absolutely massive so once again uh checks out there was no official acknowledgement of the incident and no further mechanism to report the sightings Soon, these encounters became so frequent that aircrew would discuss the risk of UAP as part of their regular pre-flight briefs. Yep. Recognizing the need for action and answers, I founded Americans for Safe Aerospace. The organization has since become a haven for UAP witnesses who were previously unspoken due to the absence of a safe intake process. More than 30 witnesses have come forward and almost 5,000 Americans have joined us in the fight for transparency as safe. So... I understand in, in when it comes to this particular issue, yes, people do want transparency. We all wish we could have the answers to all of our questions. But in the world that we live in today, where there are enemies just ever more present, especially in our country, our borders are wide open. Who knows who's here? Hell, who, who knows who our elected officials actually work for? We've done many stories of people in our government that seemingly uh, take, some, take orders and do a lot of business and are very friendly with enemy governments. Look at Eric Swalwell.
Eric Swalwell had a, a living with a living with a spy for damn near two years. Um, you know, Biden and his family received money from China, Romania, Ukraine, Russia. So, you know, it's we we really need to clean house. We really need. It's just a matter of national security. We have our enemies getting a hold of weapon systems that we don't have yet, and people hate us. Don't get it twisted. The United States is not like this loved, coveted place where, no, 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 no. We stand in the way of a lot of bad people doing things they otherwise would do if we weren't there. So any opportunity that they have to strike the United States or to take us down a notch, I believe wholeheartedly they absolutely will take it. And I'm talking about China, who's already forming their own version of a new world order in which they said, we aren't invited. And they're already getting people to buy onto a monetary system that doesn't uh, utilize the, uh, the dollar. So um, we have to be very careful of the people we give access to certain information to and what information uh, that we let out. I used to just think that they should open up all the damn classified documents and let us read them and that sort of thing but you know i i've i've now come to the real realization that um unfortunately we do have to pick and choose sometimes uh for very good reason what we allow the general public to know right so uh with that said you understand this man mr graves is uh is a very credible witness who has seen uh, quite a lot in his tenure, and he's sitting here. Um, first of all, he left his government job, started uh, another foundation, which is dedicated to exposing the truth about these things. So um, there are. They also are facing a lot of reprisals from people within their prospective organizations for saying the things they're saying. Just take a listen. Have you faced any retaliation or reprisals? for any of your testimony or anything on these lines? Yeah, uh, I have to be careful what I say in detail because there is an open uh, whistleblower reprisal investigation on my behalf, and I don't want to compromise that investigation by providing anything that may uh, help provide somebody information. But it was very brutal and uh, very unfortunate, some of the tactics they used to um, hurt me both professionally and, and personally, to be quite frank. Yeah. It's very unfortunate, as they say, when you're over the target, that's when they do the most fi firing at you. Do you have any personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes. We'll get into that as well. So he's, he's, he's essentially stating that there are, uh, there are hostile UAPs out there. People have been hurt. And... Uh, they they were not just by UAPs, but also by the federal government uh, in an effort to keep these stories covered up. Just take a listen. Personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes. He didn't even blink. Personally. Have you heard, have anyone been not murdered? Not a blink. That you, would that you know of or have heard of, I guess? I have to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. Maybe in a, um, if we could get, it, get in a um, confidential area skiff, we could talk about that. But unfortunately, um, we were denied access to the skiff. Huh. And that's very why. unfortunate in this, in this scenario. Yep, that's par for the course. Par for the course. We were denied access to the skiff while we have you here. And they'll make it very hard for them to be able to do this again. So, uh, once it, you know, the, the cover-up is still in play. They're still covering it up. Still doing it. Uh, here is that cube description of, uh, you know, of them actually giving you a, a, a very graphic description of what the UAPs look like in this case. And I'll, I'll play both. Are there common characteristics to the UAPs that have been cited by different pilots? And can you describe what the convergence of descriptions is? Certainly. 
Uh, we were primarily seeing dark gray or black cubes inside of a clear sphere. I'm sorry, dark gray or black cubes? Yes, inside yeah. of a clear sphere, where the apex or tips of the cube were touching the inside of that sphere. So that's what I was telling you earlier. Now there's also uh, a testimony on here to one of the UAPs being the size of a football field. Listen to this. And you've, have you seen that before on any other equipment and or during your flight time? I have not seen what they've described. Um, this object was uh, estimated to be almost the size of a football field. Um, and I have not seen anything personally that large. Okay, and then um, another question on follow-up referencing the gimbal video go fast incident. Um, can you just clarify because to our understanding the footage was actually cut off at a certain point, but what happens at the end of that video just for those Americans specifically there that are wanting to know about the rest of that footage? Certainly. Uh, there was some uncertainty or um, you know, instability with the object. It, it seemed to rock a bit, uh, and that's the last uh, last I had seen of the video. Much of the data that I would recommend be analyzed would consist of radar data uh, that would pr provide precise kinematics on the object as well as the fleet of objects that were operating nearby. So as, as well as the fleet of objects that were operating nearby and that seems to be an ongoing uh, uh, description of whenever they encounter these uh, smaller uh, craft is that they usually have are accompanied by other craft and or larger craft in, in a much higher altitude. So um, there, there are definitely, um, there are definitely uh, mentions of a disinformation campaign uh, that the current government or governments in general um, have signed on to in order to discredit people who try to bring light to this situation. Let's take a listen to that. Uh, do you have any information that the U.S. government is involved in a disinformation campaign to deny the existence of certain UAPs? I can't go beyond what I've already stated publicly in my News Nation interview because uh, it touches other sensitivities. So, obviously, he didn't just say no. Yes, there is a disinformation campaign. Uh, always has been, probably always will be to some extent. So... They mix the truth with lies and create something else altogether different, and they put that out there as the truth. And it's just a way to misdirect. It, it's it's a way to completely misdirect. And these people operate um, seemingly above the law, right? They don't have the Congressional Oversight Committee doesn't have access to these things. They don't know about them. He's telling them, so that should tell you these people kind of operate in a system over above outside government you know, oversight, listen to them actually state this. Josh, as a result of your previous government work, have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself of non-human origin craft? Yes, I personally interviewed those individuals. <clears throat> Mr. Grush, as a result of your previous government work, have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself about ATs, advanced technologies that the U.S. government has? Uh, based on uh, conventional uh, advanced tech, I was briefed to uh, the preponderance of the defense departments, both space and aerospace compartmented programs, yeah. Do you have knowledge or do you have reason to believe that there are programs in the advanced tech space that are unsanctioned? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. And, and when you say that there they're above is. congressional oversight, what do you mean? Uh, complicated question. Uh, so there's so you know, he essentially some, did say at this point that they do operate above congressional oversight, and then goes on to try to cite a um, a bylaw uh, by the Department of Defense that uh, uses a certain title within that uh, to substantiate keeping these secrets and and operating uh, outside of the purview of the oversight committee and the federal government. So that, that's, uh, that kind of thing is, is uh, obvious, right? Because if these things are true and have been true for this entire time, uh, going all the way back to 1930s, he stated, um, it just goes to say that, you know, the rest of everything else that he's stating is true because they still don't know about it, right? They still operate in a clandestine fashion. Uh, I'm, I, the one question I didn't hear him ask that I actually wanted to ask are, is, are these men in black guys, or do they work for us, or, or uh, 
<laughs> I've heard different things, right? I, I mean, obviously, we watch a lot of these shows. You stay up late at night. These are these are the most interesting things to to watch. I mean, on uh, on YouTube or Rumble, uh, you're up, you're late. It's like, yeah, you know, UFOs are always one of those things you can pop in and just fall back and be interested and watch. And uh, it's so funny now that um, it's not that anymore. It's these are these things are serious. Uh, and from what they are saying, that um, they are hostile as well. Uh, and and they go as far as to say um, that if you know they were as hostile as they could be. Could we, do we stand a chance if they tried to attack us? Listen to what he Aids said. Fravor, you know, in the event that your encounters had become hostile, would you have, would, have, would you have had the capability to defend yourself, your crew, your aircraft? Absolutely not. Sir? No. So, not. <laughs> Remember, Richard Byrd, uh, Admiral Richard Byrd, uh, came back and said pretty much the same thing. Right? He, he went up. Uh, he went to the South Pole. He went to the North Pole. This guy is an explorer, and uh, he took a a lot of people with him uh, on one of his expeditions. I forget it was Project. I uh, forget what it was, but I think it was High Jump. Might have been High Jump. I believe it was High Jump. Um, and he went there, and it was supposed to be a several uh, several months on this mission, and he came back very fast because. Uh, a third of the fleet had been destroyed. And he said that these craft were flying pole-to-pole uh, -pole in a matter of seconds. Seconds. And they just said they, were, they had technology up there that we've never dreamt of. Came back and said that the threat to the world is going to come from the polar regions. And that was the highest-ranking military officer at that time. At that time. And he did say that. So it, it, it was, you, you got to understand that for somebody in his position, especially at the day and age in which he said these things, which he said on a, a TV show, uh, I believe he was in Chile at the time, and he did another interview on uh, TV when he got back to the United States as well, all of which um, he said the same things over and over again, that the threat, the threat to the world is going to come from the polar region. Uh, listen to this statement about them being aggressive. Um, at one point, you had said that there, 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 there uh, has been harmful activity or aggressive activity. Mm -hmm. Has any of the activity um, been aggressive, been um, hostile in your reports? Uh, I know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured, and uh, the activity. And I got to, by by UAPs or by by people within the the federal government. Both. Okay, yeah. so yeah. there has been activity by by alien or non non human technology and or beings that has caused harm to humans. Uh, I can't get into the specifics in a, an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed. Not to be very careful here, because uh, you don't, you know, they tell you never to acknowledge tradecraft, right? So, what I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing. So, yes, in other words, technology from a UAP and or an alien entity uh, piloting that UAB, UAP. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the most mind-blowing whistleblower testimony session I have ever seen. I never in a million years thought that they would even entertain the idea of having intelligence officers on here and witnesses to testify to UAPs and alien existence. I, I never thought that in a million years, and I'm so, so sad my father had to miss it. But, uh, my goodness, it, it's, it's extremely interesting. The only question I have is where do we go from here? They know this. So uh, do they continue to escalate the line of questioning, pull other people in? I mean, what else is going to be made known and fast at that? Because they wouldn't be saying this if they didn't have a plan to start, uh, I think, actually utilizing and showing some of the technology they've been hiding all this time. But 
They asked them a very good question, though, while they were there. It says, uh, are there people who operate above the law to cover it up? Who are those people who know the things that we want to ask them, and can we get them here? Will you tell us who they are? Listen to what he said. Do you believe that officials at the highest levels of our national security apparatus have unlawfully withheld information from Congress and subverted uh, our oversight authority? There are certain elected leaders that had more information that I'm not sure what they've shared with certain Gang of Eight members or et cetera, but uh, certainly uh, I would not be surprised. Okay. You've seen it. So he wouldn't be surprised. And I, I wouldn't be surprised either, guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite obvious at this stage of the game that they know something. They know a lot more than what they're telling us, and they're letting the information trickle out now. So now that they're letting the information trickle out, what, what's the agenda? What's the agenda beyond that, right? Aliens are real. So they say, listen to what he actually says about the existence of alien bodies and entities. Listen. Good. Um, has the U.S. government become aware of actual evidence of extraterrestrial, otherwise unexplained forms of intelligence? And if so, when do you think this first occurred? Uh, I like to use the term non-human. I don't like to denote origin. Keeps the aperture open, both scientifically. Right. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, like I've dis discussed publicly uh, previously, 1930s. Okay. So right there it is. He said 1930s. 1930s. So we have had, con we've made contact that long ago. Uh, to what end, though? That's, that's, that's the real question. To, to what end? Um, listen to this. You stated that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. And he says he can't discuss it right there, right? But listen to the very next question. And ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, Pretty I guess, amazing. human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on There's the program the I to, that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness, like how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like I said, this is so far beyond anything that I ever thought they would allow. And uh, he, he continually says non-human. If you listen to, to uh, I think it's Grush, he... he he never says alien. He just says non-human, right? And the reason I believe that he says non-human versus alien or extraterrestrial is that the beings that he's referring to, um, we call them UFOs, and there's another terminology that's out there uh, termed USOs. And it seems that a larger portion of the proof it, it, it really points toward them being uh, their bases or where, where they operate from or wherever seems to be underwater. There have been sightings underwater. There have been amazing sightings underwater, uh, in fact. Um, so, you know, if something came from, the way, the way that they explained it, if something came from outer space into Earth's orbit from up coming down, everyone would see it. Everyone would see it, and there would be no question as to what we saw. And we do catch glimpses sometimes. And more brazenly now than ever before um, are these things coming into areas which they typically would have avoided before because if not, we would have heard about them a lot more. So um, very interesting, but for my, for my money, I believe wholeheartedly that you know, I think we look no further than the oceans of the world. And, and, and I'm in complete agreement 
on that. I do, like I said, I, I, and, I, and I mean this, I do not believe they are aliens from another planet um, coming here to Earth and that sort of thing. I, I, I don't believe that. I do believe they're real, but that's not what I believe they are. Um, God bless you if you believe it. I think it's just a matter of opinion. I don't hate you. If you disagree with me, that's fine. Um, it just, it's, it's what makes the most sense to me right now until someone says anything different, until we know something different. So, uh, they, like I said, they are aggressive, seemingly, right? They, they, there are people in government in, in, in an active uh, disinformation campaign waged against the people. Um, they are very big, like you said, the size of a football field, one. They can't defend against them. And uh, listen to what, like I said before, why he says non-human. Listen, he really tries to stay completely away from that extraterrestrial alien word. Um, and I believe it's for the same reason that I just said, because I don't believe they come from another planet. But listen. Why is it that you uh, refer to the phenomenon as non-human intelligence? Why deviate from the basis of extraterrestrial life? Uh, I think the phenomenon uh, is... Uh uh, very complex, and I like to leave an open mind analytically to specific origin. When you say specific origin, are you referring, can you elaborate on that for those that might not? If it's a traditional extraterrestrial origin or something else that we don't quite understand uh, from either a biological or astrophysics perspective, yeah, I just. Meaning they came from the future. They're just earthlings, 100 years in the future, 1,000 years in the future. Guys, it 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 was it was it, that this has been that interesting. Uh, it, it has kept me on my toes the entire time. I've done a lot of study into this area. Like most people, um, we all know a little something about something as it relates to UFOs, aliens, or uh, something of that nature through uh, various government cover-ups, which have been made public or uh, just openly discussed, like Roswell, the Rendlesham Forest incident. Uh, the Vandenberg uh, air, air Base incident, which uh, actually we do have the uh, the Tic Tac uh, UFO encounter is described here uh, by by the pilot. Listen to how Before he I was describing officer of Strike Fighter Squadron 41, the world famous Black Aces. We are attached to Carrier Wing 11, stationed on board the USS Nimitz, and have begun a two-month workup cycle off the coast of California. On this day, we were scheduled for a 2v2 air-to-air -air training with the USS Princeton as our control. When we launched off Nimitz, my wingman was joining up. We were told that the training was going to be suspended and we were going to proceed with real-world tasking. As we proceeded to the west, the air controller was counting down the range to an object that we were going to, and we were unaware of what we were going to see when we arrived. <coughs> there, uh, the controller told us that these objects uh, had been observed for over two weeks, coming down from over 80,000 feet, rapidly descending to 20,000 feet, hanging out for hours, and then going straight back up, for those who don't realize, above 80,000 feet is space. We arrived at the location at approximately 20,000 feet in a controller called Merge Plot, which means that our radar blip was now in the same resolution cell as the contact. As we looked around, we noticed that we saw some white water off our right side. It's important to note that the weather on this day was as close to perfect as you could ask for off the coast of San Diego. Clear skies, light winds, calm seas, no white caps from waves. So the white water stood out in a large blue ocean. All four of us, because we were an F-18F, so we had pilots. Once again, because most of all of the sightings are over water. And so many people see them coming in and out of the water. I believe one of them actually testified to the fact that one crashed into the water at Mach 2, just straight down. So... And these things are going through the water at that at that speed as well. I mean, sooner or later, the technology that they're describing is going to be, you're going to see it outside, I believe. Uh, I think we're getting very close to that time right now because they're talking about this. They're preparing us. Don't get it twisted. They are preparing you for something. They, they would not, these talks like this were so taboo. The fact that they're letting this go this far tells me they have a plan of something else. 
Don't know what that something else is, but I know there is something else. And or they just feel like maybe it it's happening so frequently now and they're becoming so brazen they can't hide it anymore and they want to get in front of it. Or it is them. Either way, it's it's going to be the years, days, weeks, years, and months all in front of us are going to be uh, very interesting uh, as these things are made public and more and more. And as more people get pulled in to talk about them, uh, it, it's, it's going to be really eye-opening. And to see the impartial cooperation in Congress as it relates to this one subject, they don't agree on a damn thing. But you see them right here at agreeing with one another, being cordial with one another, and treating the whistleblowers like human beings from both sides. So uh, very interesting to see that, very refreshing. It's, and that, was, and that was one of the most refreshing things about seeing this. There were no arguments. Nobody got attacked. No aspersions were cast about anybody. Uh, it, it was really good to see that. Uh, regardless of what the what the what the topic was in Congress at the time, but it was just really refreshing to see that, and hopefully we get to see a lot more than that. Uh, who knows? Uh, we can only pray, right? So, with that, Patriots, it's been great hanging out with you as always. Um, my question to you is: What do you think? Do you think UFOs? to that level are real do you think they're aliens from another planet do you agree with me that they're fallen angels do do you think they live in the oceans what what is what is it exactly you think these things are do you believe it all or do you just think this is one giant conspiracy and made up i would love to hear from you i would love to hear from you and get your take on it but until then the silent majority you need to stop being silent and stand your ground we will see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Thanks for joining us today.